I don't think either of us will have a problem with just being on Broadway mode for three and a half days yes. straight. I mean, Jonathan Groff, though, we are coming for you. Christian Borrell, you are worth it. <laughs> yeah. It was so risky. It was for head over heels. We were fine. <laughs> Do it for the gram. <laughs> like, honestly, yes. You open and you close your trip there. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Off to Broadway, the podcast where we deep dive into anything and everything musical theater from the comfort of my car. I'm Tara. I'm Stefania. And in today's episode, we're giving you our top tips for your next trip to the Big Apple. For those listening from the States, happy almost Thanksgiving. We thought that now would be a great time to release this episode because it's a great time to see shows, to just travel around, and to spend your weekend in the Big Apple. So we're going to start with how we start our trips, which is planning ahead. It's a Google Doc. It is definitely a Google <laughs> Doc. We should also say that we are coming to New York at the end of December this year mm-hmm. to see shows. We will also be doing some touristy things, but we are mostly coming to see shows. Our main goal is seeing shows and then fitting in touristy things around that. Yes. So to backtrack, when did we decide that we were going to go to New York? It was built kind of around Jagged Little Pill. It was. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to go in November. Yeah. Because that's what Jag... We're going to see an early preview of Jagged Little Pill. But then when West Side Story was announced, we thought, let's make sure we can overlap. So we're seeing a very early preview of West Side Story and kind of like all the other shows built around that. Oklahoma, we're going to see. And Little Shop. Little Shop. And then we have an extra time slot, but we don't know what we're going to see yet. We also don't even know if we have an extra time slot, but we are going to make ourselves (laughs) an extra one. But for us, and for me when I plan any New York trip, I basically base it around one show that I'm going to see, Mm -hmm. and then fit everything in. Normally put it around a long weekend so that I don't have to use an extra vacation day. (laughs) And I try to book my flights and my hotel months in advance, which is what we did for this one. Yes, it's how you get the best prices. Yeah. So anybody listening from Canada specifically Toronto, I have been able to book a round trip to New York in the past and basically this time around for under $250 flights. Mm -hmm. That is very good. It's fantastic. This time though, and I don't always do this, but try to do this. We've booked it like a hotel flight package. We found that it was cheaper to do it that way. I did that last time as well. Yeah. Versus... Last year, when I went to New York around Canadian Thanksgiving weekend, it was sort of like a spur-of-the-moment, last-minute mm-hmm. trip, and I'm pretty confident that our flights were, like, double what we're paying now. So planning ahead actually does benefit you, and that leads us to our next tip of where to stay. If you are going to do a trip like we are doing <laughs> and hoping to see four or five shows in basically four days, we normally stay in Times Square. Midtown, for sure. Because when your shows are letting out at 11 p.m. or if you want a stage door past that, you don't want to have to then jump in a cab or jump on the subway to try and get to your hotel. You want to be able to walk five minutes or less back to your hotel Mm -hmm. and be able to go straight to bed. Yeah, especially in the winter, which is why we're going. If you've been to New York in the winter, there are subway delays a lot. There could be, you know, snow that just causes all sorts of problems with driving. It's just wet and slushy and messy. Yeah, so we like to be able to go back to the hotel as you said also we're basically in theater district like 24 hours a day yes so we need to stay (laughs) in theater district that's definitely not for everybody no but with the two of us traveling together Mm -hmm. i don't think either of us will have a problem with just being on broadway mode for three and a half days straight i honestly can't wait (laughs) i mean we're already on broadway mode for 24 hours a day i've heard recommendations to stay in chelsea or just, yeah. And that's kind of the other neighborhood I'd consider staying in. Yeah. It's not too far from all the action, but it's still a beautiful area. Yeah. So if I wasn't maybe more in the summer and if I wasn't trying to see, you know, five shows in three days, maybe that's somewhere I would stay. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on what the goal of your trip is. Yeah. I will say that I have stayed in both Soho and the financial district. My mm-hmm. brother lived in New York last year and he lived basically right at Wall Street, which Again, to see as many shows as we did when we were there last year, I thought it was like a little bit inconvenient and out of the way. However, a little secret, which I feel like not that many people know about, the Seaport TKTS <laughs> is where it's at. We bought it, I bought at Seaport a bunch of times yeah. and it's so much better than that long Times Square line. Yeah. We will get into how to get tickets cheaply later in this episode, but I will say the Seaport District, which is 
around the financial district is beautiful. There is lots of shopping, similar to, like, Chelsea Market. It's lovely there. Yeah, all of the piers that are there, the waterfronts. There's, like, great restaurants, good food. So if you do, and it is cheaper than Times Square. So it's about, I want to say, like, a 15-minute subway ride from Midtown to get to Financial. It's about a five-minute walk to the Brooklyn Bridge from there. Yes, usually what I would recommend is go to the Brooklyn Bridge first thing in the morning and then walk over to Seaport for when it opens. Yeah. And your line will be short, and then you can grab lunch there as well. And I did find that I enjoyed staying in the financial district more than I did in Soho just because it was a little bit closer to where mm-hmm. we needed to be. Also, Soho's expensive. Yeah. So New York is expensive, guys. Well, yes, New York <laughs> is expensive. But um, also around the financial district area, just like based on map, is like the 9-11 memorial. Mm-hmm. There's an Italy down there. So there's just like lots of stuff to do. But yeah, we will be staying in Times Square for this trip and like we said if you do plan ahead and you buy your flight and hotel together you can stay at some really nice places for a Mm -hmm. decent price if you are staying further out or if you are not just seeing shows and you are spending your time actually exploring the city i would recommend that if you are in a duo get a metro card one metro card for the both of you you can buy I think it's seven days of an unlimited amount of rides for like a set fee. I don't know that we need to do that because we're only there for three days. and we're going to stay close probably. Yeah, but it is definitely worth it to split a card instead of buying one each because I've done the one each and I ended up losing money by the end of the trip. Yes, you can pass it back. Yeah. In Toronto, you can't pass back. No, you can't. <laughs> so It's honestly very annoying that you, it can't, is pass very annoying that you can't pass back. <laughs> but so it's something that we're just like used to not being able to yeah. do. So in New York, be aware that you definitely can. And also something to note, if you do go to New York as frequently as I do, Metro cards don't expire immediately. On the back of the card, it tells you when the expiry date is. So I've gone off of one Metro card over an entire year one time. <laughs> Last year I was in New York five times and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we reloaded the same, the same metro, metro card, card every single time. Because you have to buy, you have to buy, you pay for the card yeah. and then you load. To, you I know. have a card for us wow, that we just need to reload <laughs> when I we mean, go. I don't know where we're going, but let's go. That's fine. But let's be honest, subways aren't always amazing. So when they're running well, you can get so far so quickly. Yeah. I remember last year we were in Greenwich Village and our show, our matinee, started in 40 minutes, and we were on the subway for 15 minutes in Times Square, like, in our theater with 20 minutes to square. It was so amazing. risky. It is so risky. <laughs> it was so risky. It was for head over heels. We were fine. <laughs> it was so risky, but yeah. we fully, like, did it. Like, I would never do we that. We got on the right subway in the first try. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. When it's running well, like, it's really going. Yeah. We're, like, so excited. But when it's not, mm-hmm. it is such a pain. And sometimes it is way faster to just walk. Walking in New York is just what you do. Yeah, and I mean, there's so much to see. So when you walk from place to place, you might find something that you didn't know that you were even looking for. Like, that's how you experience the city, by walking through the streets. And speaking of experiencing the city, my top tip when I go to New York is to always try and do something new. Last year, even though I went so many times, we tried to do something that none of us had done every single time so one of the things was go to Brooklyn have never Mm -hmm. been to Brooklyn in the amount of times that I went to New York. just walked across that bridge. (laughs) I don't even know that I I think we drove across the bridge one time but there's a lot in Brooklyn that I didn't know and it's super nice down there. We also got some recommendations on Instagram to go check out Brooklyn. The food there is apparently really great. Yeah and they have I mean they have these also in Midtown but the my favorite places to see are the artist and flea shops Mm -hmm. they have great jewelry clothing at some of them just like super fun flea market type stuff that is like vintage looking and it's really cool and it's all like individual vendors which is nice something that I did this year was when I went with my mom she had never been to Brooklyn so we Mm -hmm. decided to go again but we took the ferry from mm. Dumbo to Williamsburg. Oh, that's cute. So we took a boat for the first time. It was <laughs> you, super you've fun. You've taken the Staten Island Ferry? Taking the Staten Island Ferry, but that one was, like, more expensive. This was the same fare as a subway. It was, like, $250. Really? I can't remember, but we took a ferry not to the Statue of Liberty. I want to say it was a Staten Island Ferry that took us across and we just saw the Statue of Liberty from a distance and then we like stayed on the boat and just came right back. Yeah, that is a little bit misleading. You don't actually go up to the Statue of Liberty. No, you can take a boat to the yeah. island that it's on, but it's much more expensive. Yeah. And like you have to pre-book tickets to go up. So it was just not something I I'm interested in. I also feel like the Staten Island Ferry is free to get to some places at certain points. Don't quote me on that, but I remember reading something about this. Mm-hmm. 
Something that we want to do this trip is go to the vessel. It looks so cool, but I do hope there's an elevator to get up because yeah, it's a lot of stairs. stairs. And also, we're going to be in the winter, so we'll be wearing layers <laughs> and boots, and it will just be... Oh my be... gosh, just imagine like my giant Sorrels, like... Uh, and get uh, to the top, uh. and you're just like sweating. <laughs> that is in Hudson Yards, and I saw them building it last year when I walked the High Line with my mm-hmm. brothers, and we were like, what is this contraption? It looks like a beehive. It, it looks, does look like a beehive. It looks so cool. But That's other something else go. I'd recommend is the High Line. I yeah. did it for the first time last year, and it was in the fall. We did it early November, and it was the leaves were changing colors. You have views into the streets of New York, sometimes on the water. It's just beautiful, and it's just a great walk. You can do all pedestrian, no cars up there. Yeah, and it's a good walk to do at any time of the year. I've done mm-hmm. it in the summer, in the fall, and in the winter, and it honestly doesn't ever get boring. Last year, we followed like a photography class on the High Line, <laughs> which was kind of fun. And if you get off at certain points of the High Line, it can take you all the way to, like, Flatiron District, but also Chelsea Market, like, the other side. I normally start at Chelsea Market. We started, like, as close to Times Square as possible, so as far north as possible, and we walked all the way south. We did the whole thing, and we got up right at the end, and then we took a lift to Chelsea. And Chelsea Market is also a great place to check out. Yeah, we went there. Great food and more artisan markets. I got a pair of earrings there last year. Yeah. So wonder where they are. I've lost them. There are tons obviously of things these are just like a couple things that Mm -hmm. we've done that have stood out to us but there are amazing itineraries for New York this is if you are not doing a all show (laughs) trip and you want to actually explore the city Um, there's so much to do and so much to see and actually something that was super fun for our Mm -hmm. theater fans that are listening there is a basically like create your own Hamilton walking tour oh really so I found on Pinterest different places that were listed in Hamilton. Obviously one of them is Trinity Church. Yes. I feel like I told you guys to go there too. We went to Trinity Church last year. It's not weird, but it is a cemetery. Yeah, for sure. But there are tours that go there. I'm sure. And there were a bunch of people just like gathered around Hamilton's grave. Yeah. Take I was taking a picture of my friends like don't smile, you're at a grave. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. But it's kind of fascinating. You've listened to the songs about this person and they tell you about where he's buried and then you actually go to visit it. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Something else that was recommended to us was the Broadway Up Close tours. We've been talking about doing one of those. Yeah. And I think it's I think we're going to do it. I've done one tour in New York before. It was the Behind the Emerald Curtain Wicked tour. Mm. I highly recommend it if you are a huge fan of Wicked. It's super cool. You see all of the costumes. They have one of the ensemble members like come out and show you how the flying monkey wings work. Oh, that's so fun. With like the head and everything. You don't get to go into the theater, which oh, I really? wanted to do. Not Like you don't get to walk on the stage or anything? No. That's rude. Sadly. <laughs> but just like seeing the costumes and everything. I think I did For it sure. when I was 16. It was one of those things that it's not super expensive. You don't need to have a ticket to see Wicked to do mm-hmm. this tour. We know that there's a bunch of, like, Disney on Broadway tours. Um, We're not sure what Broadway Up Close tour we're going to take. No. But... Just whichever one fits into our schedule We think it's a walking tour. Yeah, I think it's a walking tour. Like, I think it brings you around to different theaters and sites throughout... Not too far throughout New York, but in the theater district and gives you the history of them. And something else we're super excited to see this December is... Apparently there are giant snow globes in Times Square of (laughs) of different shows, which is amazing. And I showed my mom and she was like, you better take pictures of all of those. (laughs) We know that there's a Dear Evan Hansen, a Wicked, Lion King, and Ain't Too Proud. Maybe there'll be more. Yeah, who knows? They're there until December 26, 2019. Yeah, so there's just a lot of fun stuff. I mean, we're also going around Christmas time, which I know is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be super cool. When you're in New York, you got to eat. It's yeah. very important. And you don't want to be at the Times Square Olive Garden every day. Also, that line, that wait, it's not worth it. And the prices are more expensive there than it's they crazy. are. crazy. Like, I do love an Olive Garden, but <laughs> you don't have to do it. Um, the number one place I'd recommend for a theater fan is to go have breakfast at Ellen Stardust Diner. It is a highlight of every trip. I've waited, but I've never waited super, super long for a table there. There is a lineup sometimes. Yeah. I think it honestly depends on the time of year that you're there. In the summer, it's very lined up Mm -hmm. all the time. When I was in New York last year with Shara, we ended up going at night. Mm -hmm. And this was also when we did not see the same show together. She was at Mean Girls. (laughs) I was at Cher's show. My show started a half hour later than hers. So when Mm -hmm. she got out of Mean Girls, went into line at Ellen's. (laughs) Oh, that's so smart. It was also freezing outside. And they came out with hot chocolate. Oh, that's so sweet. So it was super nice. For anybody that's listening that has never been to Ellen Stardust Diner, it is a musical theater fan's dream. 
They sing songs. The all of the waiters staff. sing songs from musicals. They do pop music. Yeah. They do, I don't know, anything that they can think of. And these are all actors yes. that are trying to book jobs, yeah. but are also working at this restaurant. It is so much fun. We went for breakfast last time I was there, and they sang Burn from Hamilton. They were singing Grease. They were singing Jersey Boys. We were having just a blast. Yeah. The food is regular diner food. Like, yeah. it's not gourmet. And it is a little bit pricey, we'll say. Yes. It is pretty much right in Times Square. Yeah. And also, the wait staff is there performing for you. They also do pass around a bucket um, for tips that are specifically for the wait staff's, like, classes, um, for singing, dancing, acting classes. And I always like to put yeah. some money in there because we've come and asked for their entertainment and they've been amazing for us. Yeah. I will say one of my waiters <laughs> from last year's trip to New York just booked the non-equity tour of Waitress. So very exciting for him. So he had a great voice when I saw him. But yeah, they just like have a great time and you have a great time they while you're walk there. walk on like top of the yeah. booth. So they're like over top of you and they walk through people. So it's like they could be right behind you. Yeah. Um, I remember one time someone sang The Impossible Dream from Man of La Mancha <laughs> and my mom were crying <laughs> by the end. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, they handed my brother a tambourine once. Amazing. And they're like, you've played tambourine on Broadway now. <laughs> <laughs> we are planning to go at least twice. Yes. You open and you close your trip there. Yeah. We're trying to go. <laughs> yeah. We have a very early flight home. And we are hoping to get there for breakfast and then head straight to the airport. Because yeah, just bring our luggage in. <laughs> why not? Like, that is that is what we should do. Um, we did get some tips of where to eat on Instagram. So shout out to Jim and Tomic because they told us to go to LeVan Bakery. I went there last time. So did I. I went there. Did you get a cookie? I did get a cookie. We actually got two cookies. Wow. The chocolate chip like explosion like, one and then like a dark chocolate chip peanut butter situation. I got like the chocolate chip one that has like walnuts in it. Yeah, Which is shocking for me. Like who am I? <laughs> um, but it was very delicious. Yeah. there. It's a really tiny bakery. So there's actually two locations. Yeah. I went to the one that was near the Lincoln Center. They're both near Lincoln Center because... So we went to the one that you have to, like, walk downstairs to go to. Yes, that's not nice. So it literally went, looks like someone's apartment, yeah, and then it's underneath. It's weird. So we went there, got my cookie, but I wanted to take a pic of it. So we walked to the other one so we could have the bakery in the background. Do it for the gram. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm going to post this pic. You're going to see Amazing. my pic. Of, so either one, of the, the cookies are the same either way. And they also recommended Gotham West Market, which I have heard of. I don't know that I've ever been in it. Um, Miriam in Brooklyn. And then the standard for views slash cocktails. We're all about Love that a good view. view. <laughs> and all about that cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> um, last time, this is actually a you recommendation. I don't know if you've ever been there, but we went for brunch at Jack's Wife Frida. Yeah, I've never been. Was it in Soho? Somewhere there. And yeah. I thought, one, the service was really great. There was a huge lineup for it. And we had kind of wandered around and came back. And we asked, hey, did you end up calling us? They're like, we did call you, but we bought a table. So come on <laughs> in. And they were really great about it. And the service was great the food was delicious and it was a really nice vibe and I would really recommend them for a brunch yeah something else that I do often is I mean I like food but I'm not a foodie so I don't Mm -hmm. really care where I eat Mm -hmm. Um, you'll be fine at Applebee's yeah I would be we are chain restaurant people (laughs) but we do try to branch out when we can Mm -hmm. um but just getting recommendations from friends Mm -hmm. anytime I go to New York I have a document on my phone that's literally just labeled NYC Mm -hmm. and it has like a bunch of different places and I often just like cross-reference it I also often go to open table and see what's available there read the reviews there Yelp TripAdvisor like all of that Mm -hmm. stuff Eater NY is a great website it Mm -hmm. splits up by area so you Mm -hmm. can see what's in every single area and then somewhere that is honestly like the easiest thing to do if you are seeing a double show a situation like a Town Moulin Rouge, <laughs> where one ended at 5.30, the next one starts at 7. There is no time, especially when mm-hmm. you are stage-dooring the first show. Yep. There's no time to eat. There's no time to sit down <laughs> anywhere. So you're thinking, is this like a McDonald's day? Am I just going to like the convenience store and like getting a snack? This is a street meat day, honestly. <laughs> that... Or you can go to the 99-cent pizza place. Oh, the wow. pizza is, is it good? amazing. Love pizza. I discovered this last year with my brothers. We mm-hmm. were going to Frozen. Like I said, my brother lived in the financial district, so, like, had to trek out. We did not buy the tickets until, like, 30 minutes before the show started. That's how you do it. Also should say, my brother Corey and I landed at 
three, did not expect to be in the airport at customs for like an hour and a half. Then we need to get over to the financial district. It's now like seven o'clock. The show's starting at 7.30. Oh, but we also need to eat. And my brother Tyler was like, there's a 99 cent pizza place. Let's just go there. It was amazing. That is Char and I went, we should go. Okay, let's go to the 99 cent pizza place. That is something you only know because Tyler lived in New York. Yes. Like he had that New York yeah. citizen experience. Yes. And it's also a quick eat to hold you mm-hmm. over for the next two and a half hours of your show, and then you can eat something else later. The exact opposite of 99 Cent Pizza, the friend who I went with last year, she is a bit of a foodie, and one of her favorite movies is Breakfast at Tiffany's, mm. so we went to the Blue Box Cafe at Tiffany's. It is much smaller than I expected, but it was really lovely. Yeah. You, the reservation for this is a situation. You have to... I remember you telling me about this. Oh, my God. I can't remember if it's 30 or 60 days in advance. If you want to know exactly how I did this, like, tweet us, and I will, like, walk you through how you do this. (laughs) You need to make a Resi account. You need to load your credit card in in advance. You need to be on at 9 a.m. the morning the seats for your date go available. This sounds worse than, like, Hamilton tickets in Toronto. It is insane. (laughs) It is insane. And then you need to go, and you need to have your... What time slot you want, you need to be there exactly. I'd recommend having two people on at the same time. It's much easier to get reservations for two people than for bigger groups than that. So... What you can do if you want a bigger group, again, tweet me if you want this information, <laughs> but a bigger group is have multiple people on at the same time and make multiple reservations of two and then call them to combine them instead of trying to make a reserve for six people. How was the food though? The food was lovely. It was just like average lunch food. The kitchen is very small, so you're not getting these elaborately cooked it's the meals. Experience. It's much more like assembled. Yeah. Um, and I would honestly recommend, we got the lunch, but I'd recommend getting the dessert tea situation because it's like a three-tiered Oh, cool. Um, like platter with desserts and tea and coffee and it all comes together it's the most expensive option but it's the most instagrammable honestly yeah i was gonna say i remember those instagram pictures from you last year and like yeah the lighting is really good in there (laughs) people are there Um, for the gram it was honestly like a great experience and i would recommend doing it but yeah the reservation was a situation and if you want help i will help you (laughs) yes for the theater fans out there that are interested in dessert schmackeries which you've never been i've never been i tried to last time we ran out of time um, it's just a little tiny bakery that sells all these different flavors of cookies. The cookies are great. I've brought mm-hmm. them home like a bunch of times from New York, but you can actually send cookies to theaters. And I know that people love to do this for their favorite Broadway stars and they love to receive them. It's just a very like theater friendly bakery. I know that sometimes, I don't know when, but I think it's probably in the summer. Sometimes the Broadway mm-hmm. actors serve for charity and they yeah. have like, um, theater or show themed cookies sometimes mm-hmm. depending on what's running or what events are happening so it's just a fun place yeah. to go and also for theater lovers we've never been to these places but don't tell mama mm-hmm. is a cabaret piano bar yeah don't tell mama and marie's crisis marie's, marie's crisis i feel like is more of a bar whereas don't tell mama is an open mic anybody can get up and sing it just has to have sheet music <laughs> Could you imagine just, like, packing your bags? You're like, I'm just going to bring my sheet music for this. (laughs) Maurice Crisis made a cameo appearance on Younger last season, and that's why we're interested. They also... I walked by it. It's not, like, close to Midtown. It's more like Greenwich Village. Village, Yeah. Yeah. They also are frequently sponsors for Elsie Fest, so... Amazing. People love Maurice Crisis. Another place you might end up having to eat at is 54 Below. So, 54 Below does shows or cabarets. Um, Check their calendar for when you're going. Mm-hmm. Last time I went and they had an 11.30 p.m. 54 Below Sings High School Musical and like, it was the most exciting night of my life. How could you not go We to saw that? the prom and then we went to 54 Below Sings High School Musical. That sounds like it the best It was amazing. <laughs> it was truly amazing. Something about them too is that they don't just do one show a night. Yes, yeah, so there's like a 7, like a, like a 9.30 and 11.30. Yeah. So they, their turnaround is quick. I would say you have to, there's no tickets and unless you have reserved seating, most people don't. You have to line up and then the line is long and they, definitely overbook that place yeah so it's kind of hard to find a table so the earlier on the line you can be the better but for an 11 30 show if you've seen a show that night it's difficult um the food there is fine but it's really more about the experience of going yeah. there there's usually depending on what time either a 25 or 20 minimum spend in addition to your ticket so just keep that in mind mm-hmm. but it was so much fun yeah you got like a glass of champagne and like a fries and you're probably fine yeah we did the same i saw jeremy jordan at 54 below a few years ago now and we did the same thing. We didn't eat there. We just got drinks because, mm-hmm. let's be honest, you're in New York. A drink is going to cost like $14. Yeah. And if you don't make up your minimum spend, they will charge you the difference. Now is the part in the episode that I feel like everybody has been waiting for, including me. It is 
what to see, and how to see it. So there are a few ways that you could go about this. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, normally when I'm going to New York, I have at least one show in mind and sort of build my weekend schedule around that one show. This year, we had like three shows a few, in mind. A few. <laughs> and that just happened because it's December, there's yep. stuff that opened, there's stuff that's closing, like there's a lot that we want to see. You were waiting for me to see Oklahoma. I was. So that's kind of a must for this trip. Yeah. We, which is different from most trips that I go on, have two shows already booked, tickets bought, done. Mm-hmm. One of those we paid full price for. The yes. other one we got a discount It hurts my for. heart to pay full price, honestly. I mean, Jonathan Groff, though, we are coming for you. Christian Borrell, you are worth it. <laughs> yeah. We're seeing Little Shop. It was a full price ticket situation. Honestly, one of the most stressful days <laughs> of my summer. Steph being in Morocco, sleeping in the desert, not answering my text messages. I didn't have internet. <laughs> trying to buy these Little Shop tickets because they had just extended... And it was like, oh my God, they're going to be there when we go, should we go? And the only reason that I asked should we go is because we just saw Little Shop in Stratford. Mm-hmm. But both of us are like, it's Graf and Christian Borrell. Like, how can we not? Experience. Yeah. And we've heard really great things about yeah. it. So I'm really excited. It's off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's an expensive off-Broadway ticket. Yes, for sure. And I've never seen anything off-Broadway before. Oh, so wow. I'm very excited. You're doing something new. I know. Something new. <laughs> but yeah, so that one we definitely paid full price for. And we have also bought our West Side Story tickets. We bought them for the day that we arrive, which sometimes is like a risky move. We're fine because we're flying out at like 7 a.m. But I do not recommend buying tickets in advance if you are flying out at like 2.30. Yes, that's because risky. One, leaving Toronto, if you are leaving from Toronto, there are always delays. And two, you don't know what the custom situation is going to be like in New York. I've had a five-minute ordeal, and I've also been in the airport for almost two hours. So this is a case of when we fly in, we're flying to LaGuardia. Normally, Mm -hmm. I fly into Newark, and you have to train and subway to get into the city, which sometimes is actually faster than taking a cab from We did it last time, and it was great super yeah. simple we are going to look into transportation from LaGuardia that is not a taxi or an Uber there is yeah. a way to subway don't know if you guys know <laughs> let us know because we Tell are us. very we interested help. but we did buy those tickets there was a deal I think it was a telecharge deal yes it was on telecharge offers I believe we paid $99 for our they're like side orchestra seats yeah they're decent seats yeah it's a huge theater I've been to the Broadway theater a few times so That also helps when you're looking to buy tickets if you have been to the theater before. You've never been, have you? I've never been to the Broadway Theater. It is also, on the flip side, very exciting to go into a new theater for the first time. Mm -hmm. So that theater is stunning. You'll love it. I've never been in the same theater twice for a Broadway show. Oh my God, wow. I've been in the Broadway Theater a few times. I think think I will do it for Circle in the Square this trip because I saw Once Once on the Silent and now we'll see Oklahoma. Speaking of telecharge, telecharge is, for anybody listening... I think specifically for theater tickets, mm-hmm. it is like a Ticketmaster. I get frustrated with both websites. Mm-hmm. They're both slow a lot, especially when there's a lot of people trying to buy tickets at the same time. But if you are trying to buy discounted tickets on Telecharge, Telecharge.com is not the website to do it. There is no place to put a promo code in No. <laughs> there is a specific website called Telecharge Offers that... Sometimes there's a drop-down menu that says search for a show. Sometimes there's not and you need the actual discount code. Yeah, sometimes it just tells you what's on discount and sometimes you need to know. Yeah, but don't do what we've both done in the past and search the main website for like 25 minutes looking to put in your (laughs) promo code. Where can I put in my promo code? Like have gone as far as putting in my credit card information and then trying to put in the promo code. Yeah. And then getting an email being like, do you still want these? No. Like, yes, but not for this price. That is... Sort of what we've done for this trip. As we said, we are looking to see Jaguar Pill, Oklahoma, and then one more show. And for Oklahoma, it has been on TKTS regularly for the last six or seven months. Yeah. So we are really not concerned. No, not concerned about that. Also, there's rush policies, lottery policies, mm-hmm. um, standing room policies. So those will all factor into yeah. our decisions. So to go into those a little bit, I think we should start with TKTS because that is the yes. most known for the general public. I think the best way to do this, if you are just going to New York, you have zero shows in mind, you just want to see a show, I think TKTS is the best method for that. Yes, they will help you. There are people kind of... 
the staff is awesome. The staff around there, you can talk to them, let them know what you like, and they'll recommend a show for you because they've probably seen most of them. And even at the ticket booth, they will help you out and recommend shows, and you can ask them about shows. If I lived in New York, I would want to work for TKTS. I love striking up a conversation with the <laughs> TKTS staff when I'm waiting in line. It's so much fun. Yeah. They're wonderful. And... Just another thing about TKTS, Times Square is not the only location. Oh, that TKTS is so brutal. It's, it is so brutal. It's awful. Also, it only opens at 3 p.m. for evening shows. Yeah. So you're just, everyone gets there at the same yeah. time. So there are three TKTS locations. There used to be four. Brooklyn is now closed. Do not go to Brooklyn <laughs> searching for a TKTS because you will not find one. There is one in Seaport, like I said, and then there is one in the Lincoln Center and then, of course, Times Square. Seaport and the Lincoln Center allow you to buy tickets for the following day's matinee, which is amazing. It is honestly something that I only learned about last year. Mm -hmm. I used to be one of those people that only went to Times Square TKTS because I stayed in Times Square. And it wasn't until my brother lived in the financial district that we Mm -hmm. even knew that Seaport existed. Here is a great tip, honestly. If you go to Seaport or Lincoln Center, you buy the next day matinee, then there's a separate line in Times Square for return customers. So you can use that ticket to go into that shorter line for return customers. Mm -hmm. And then you've skipped that hour long line that is so annoying where you're surrounded by tourists who are only going to see Phantom. Yes. (laughs) Everyone's seeing Phantom in that line. And also (laughs) who are hoping to get Hamilton tickets. Just a tip for anybody in line at TKTS, at any of the TKTS booths. Hamilton tickets are not sold there. There are rarely, if ever, I don't even think there are right now, discounts for Hamilton. I've never seen a discount for Hamilton. There are ways to see it for less money than they are charging on Ticketmaster. Cancellation line, lottery, but you will not get a ticket from TKTS. Do not go up to that booth and say, hi, can I have two tickets to Hamilton? Because they will laugh at you. They will laugh at you. You will not see Lion King at TKTS. No. You will not see Wicked at TKTS. No. You're not going to see something like To Kill a Mockingbird at TKTS. I will say, though, Town has started to pop up, up again, which is there's a way to uh, discover what shows are on TKTS. If you download their app, which is available to anybody, they give you their three locations. Currently, I am looking at it, and all three locations are open. As Steph said, the Times Square location is kind of interesting because if it is a Tuesday night, they do not open until 3 p.m., whereas Lincoln Center and Seaport open at either 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. for that same night. So if it's a show that you're concerned might have lower availability, it might be worth it to head to Lincoln Center and go for right at 11 Mm -hmm. um, to try and get those tickets. On matinee days, Times Square opens at 10 a.m., and then they close their offices and reopen at 3 for the evening shows. On the TKTS app, you can search for every single show that is playing on and off Broadway, and you can set up notifications. We have notifications set up for Oklahoma currently. I know you have for like a billion shows. Well, I'm just curious. I have one set up for Wicked. It's never been on TKTS in yeah. the 15 or 16 years it's been running. Yeah. But just the one day it is, I will know. Yeah, well, I mean, I was excited last week when Hades Town popped yeah, you up. Got that I got a notification being that it was back on the boards, and this was a show that it was on the boards pre Tony's and then mm-hmm. post Tony's, like hardest ticket to get. And now it's back and 50% off, which is something that they never used to do, but do now. You can see the percentage that the tickets will be and going the for price. and the price. Don't get sucked in, though, because if you are looking at the app and a show says 50% off, but it's still a super high number, that is for top-tier orchestra seating. Mm -hmm. You can always ask for other availability in the theater. It is, I think, from what I've heard from other people, up to the discretion of the employee if they (laughs) tell you that or not. Sometimes there are only seats available for the orchestra. Yeah, it depends on what they have available. Mm -hmm. If you ask, I've heard of people going up, hey, I'm looking to only spend 60 bucks on a show tonight. What do you have for me? They might be able to play for you. Or I want to see this, but what's the cheapest available ticket you have for that? Just try and ask them questions. I did this this summer when I went to go see Beetlejuice. It was another one of those situations that I was waiting on like three lotteries to give Mm -hmm. me an answer. And we didn't arrive in the city until like 4.30. And the shows are all starting at 7.30. Didn't want to wait in the Times Square lineup. So we went to the Lincoln Center no one was there and walked up to get Beetlejuice tickets they were offering seats that were first couple rows in the orchestra for I want to say like $112 and I was like do you guys have anything less and they offered me seats closer to the back of the orchestra amazing sight lines for like 70 bucks it was awesome something else that I do all the time is if I know what show I'm going to buy at TKTS I go on to the telecharge telecharge 
And I also make sure to download the seating chart because I like to know where these seats are. Mm -hmm. You can ask them for the location. A lot of people don't. I do think that it's worth it to ask where the seats are because you're spending your money. You want to know where you're sitting. They will tell you if there's an obstructed view. Yeah. So be aware. But it, I don't know if you have a preference for where to sit. It doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, especially for instances when I've bought mezzanine tickets. I like to know where the overhang is in some of the theaters to see what my sight lines will be like. So that's just something that when we go down to December, I'll have mm-hmm. a seating chart map for Oklahoma, for Jag mm-hmm. Little Pill, and for literally every other show that we're thinking of seeing. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to TKTS for something, I always check telecharge the day before and just see what's still available because yeah. usually that's what they're offering and the TKTS booth mm-hmm. so you can kind of get an idea of how good your seats are going to be so we last year we TKTS um, My Fair Lady and so I knew it was just kind of extreme sides available yeah and I wanted to make sure it was as far in as possible so I knew kind of what was available and what I could ask for and if you are wondering what is available if you download the app they will have a list of frequent shows that are on the boards and if you are on daily when the booths are actually open it will give you the full list i'll tell you exactly what's up there yeah but yeah as we said there's no hamilton no wicked no lion king but if you do set up your notifications shows like hadestown and even dear evan hansen have started to pop girls shows up a lot mean girls frozen Mm-hmm. Cursed Child has shown up oh my very God, recently. Crazy. I just can't imagine like impulse purchasing a ticket to Cursed Child. But like, could you imagine being in the lineup and you see this on the app? This would be my mom. I'm like, mom, <laughs> I'm going to Cursed Child. Can I buy two tickets? And it's like both parts for $200, which That's is crazy. Insane. Yeah. That is so insane. set up your notifications. It's honestly really worth it. Another app that we go on pretty frequently is the Today Takes app. We use that app for discounted tickets, but also lottery. And we'll say that today and digital takes, rush as well. Yes, sorry. digital rush. Today takes is also available in Toronto. Yeah, it's great in Toronto. It has great discounted tickets for like Lower Ossington. Stratford is on there. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I created a list of New York shows that I just want to be watching for on today takes. So my list is Freestyle Love Supreme, Sing Street, Moulin Rouge, Oklahoma, Jag Little Pill, and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child because their Friday Forty, their digital lottery is through Today Ticks. Yeah, I got digital rush to head over heels last year with Today Ticks. Today Ticks is also a great super last minute. Mm-hmm. app website they will sell tickets up until 30 minutes before showtime which is the same as like telecharger Ticketmaster, but discounted something else that i've never used but have heard about before for people that again don't have a specific show in mind but just want to see a show in general there's a website called broadway roulette it's a risky <laughs> i mean it's called roulette but to me it's a risky thing to do, especially when a show like Beautiful was on. <laughs> I will Truly, explain. now that Beautiful is closed, like, it is so much more appealing to me to do. Yeah. Sorry to Beautiful. Yeah. There are three steps to this website. You pick a day and the number of tickets that you want. You can book for a show that's tomorrow, or you can book up to four months in advance. You can select your preference for musicals and plays or only musicals up to seven shows for your spin which again in a situation like beautiful sorry ain't too proud <laughs> i'm trying to think what else yeah for someone like you who's diana seen so many of these shows like i don't know if it makes sense but if you've seen nothing and you're not that particular yeah this is a great way to get cheap tickets you can also pay more to get more things to check off I will say, though, Hamilton and Moulin Rouge are on this website, and people have won Hamilton tickets through Broadway Roulette before. The ones that you put a minus sign beside, they will be fully eliminated from the spin, and there will be no chance for those tickets to pop up in your roulette. And then on the morning of your show, you will receive an email and a text notification with the show name, start time, theater, address, and ticket pickup instructions. Tickets are picked up either at the theater or at a nearby location. I'm unsure if you pay in advance and you just get the ticket and that's what you get. I think it might be you get what you get and you don't get upset. Like, <laughs> I mean, I probably get will get upset. <laughs> that is crazy that you can pay like four months in advance and then just not know what you're seeing but again if you're going down and you literally Mm -hmm. do not care what you see i think it'd be super fun that would be fun i'd recommend it to someone yeah especially get like a good price on tickets if you're not 
too particular about it. And yeah, you haven't seen a lot. Like, and to win not? that Hamilton ticket off of roulette, Imagine. like my God, it'd be so exciting. <laughs> Which is almost as exciting as when I got the Hamilton ticket from the cancellation <laughs> line. Wow, the cancellation line. So cancellation line I don't know the policy for every single show I don't know that it exists for every single show but it definitely still exists for Hamilton and for Dear Evan Hansen I think it might be more of the like big box players Moulin Rouge also has it well I mean it's always a thing because people's tickets always get canceled and there's always kind of like last minute availability that pops up even house seats that don't go claimed probably pop up yeah. at the last minute in the cancellation line so it just kind of depends you can get lucky going to the box office at any time yeah but it became a huge thing with hamilton because people were camping on the streets and they had to stop that from happening yeah so when hamilton first came out the cancellation line was honestly insane I got very lucky the day that I walked up to the cancellation line. It was 10 a.m. We thought, let's just see what happens. I think in my favor, it was also a day that another round of tickets were going on sale. Mm -hmm. So people were confused on which line was for what. Right. Honestly, the line that people were just buying tickets in advance was all scalpers. And then it was like maybe seven of us and only waited like 25 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. My friend Alex waited three hours, but also got cancellation tickets. And these tickets are unclaimed lottery, which is the first two rows. And they are $220 each. Honestly, like one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. So paying $220 to sit front row at Hamilton and only waiting 20 minutes. Like what more could you ask for? It was definitely worth my time. I Mm -hmm. think... There are a couple boards on Broadway World that are, they talk about the updates of the cancellation line for Hamilton, Mm -hmm. as well as multiple shows. The boards are a great place to find out information, not only about discounts, but just information in general. What lines are looking like, how likely it is to win a lottery. We are constantly checking that standing room updates (laughs) Moulin Rouge line just to see what's going on there. So definitely recommend a cancellation line if you have the time. I can't tell you that you'll be waiting 20 minutes because you could be waiting until And there's until no guarantee time. you're getting anything at all. Yeah. So it is a risk, and it's one of those things that if you literally have nothing to do, just go stand in a cancellation line. Something else that I use pretty often is Playbill's website has a club discounts page where they list every single show, plays and musicals, and off-Broadway shows. And if you click on each show, it tells you what's available whether it's standing room, lottery, and then any discount codes that they have. And also Rush Policy. Yes, there's a great Playbill article that lists every single show and their Rush Policy, their lottery policy, their standing room policy, anything they have, whether it's digital lottery, whether it's in-person lottery. Now that we're on the topic of lotteries, (laughs) most shows have a lottery. I've won the lottery twice. Twice. I've won SpongeBob and Wicked. The lottery seats are not guaranteed close. So do not think that you will win the lottery, pay $30, and be sitting in the They're front row. They're not all Hamilton. They might be um, obstructed. Yes. That information should be online for every single show. It will show. be given to you. It will be given to you. If you are hoping to enter the lottery for a show, I would check out, again, like on Playbill's website. Sometimes lottery, they will have a lottery loser's code that they will send to you after you've lost the lottery. And that can also be a great way to get discounted tickets again not necessarily great seats and there's no guarantee that they're going to send one of those but sometimes if they don't have a bunch of unsold tickets they'd rather sell it to you someone who showed interest for a discount than just let it sit on the boards Mm -hmm. and just to go back on where your seat will be it's also not confirmed that you will have a seat dear evan hansen's lottery is either standing room or a seat you do not know until you win the lottery And also sometimes if there's two people together, they won't guarantee you sitting together. Yeah. I think there's actually a great, like, spreadsheet of every show that has lotteries and when they tell you when they are released. But, I mean, if you know that you're going down, like a Friday 40, Cursed Child, a Hamilton situation, just, like, enter the lotteries and see what comes of it. You just get an email that says, sorry, you lost, or you get one that says... Claim your tickets. Even if you win, you don't have to buy it. So yeah. there's no commitment. Yeah, and I will say that I entered the lottery for the share show this summer, and I got an email saying that I was waitlisted mm. at, like, 4 p.m., which was my whole, like, do I buy Beetlejuice tickets? Like, what do we do? <laughs> and then they didn't let me know until 5 that I did not win. Oh so it does kind of mess up mm-hmm. the rest of your day if you're trying to buy tickets for a show that night. Yeah. So just be aware that... 
yes, they say a specific time that you will be notified, but you might be waitlisted. And then that's unknown. Nothing is guaranteed. It just depends on how long it takes risky, someone risky, to enter their credit card information. I always talk about when they had a Hamilton lottery mistake and then they gave oh everyone tickets to On Your Feet. Yeah. <laughs> just, look, love you, Gloria Estefan. But like, if I thought I was seeing Hamilton and I actually went to see On Your Feet, oh God. <laughs> and I think the final policy that we want to touch on is Rush. I've only started to do this kind of recently, but I know people that have been doing it for years. Rush is when you go to the theater and they have a designated number of tickets that will be sold to the general public at the start of the box office. Normally it's around like 30 or $40 a seat. Again, could be obstructed. It's not guaranteed that these are full view seats. I just did this for the prom. Mm-hmm. They were in the balcony, but like first row, so it was fine. Pretty far to the side, but I'd seen the show before, so I wasn't too concerned about that. And I did it for American Sun, which was a very easy rush policy to do. There wasn't that many people there. But we do know that shows like Come From Away mm-hmm. are lined up around the block daily. And I tried to do rush for standing room here in Toronto in person, and it was like down the block insane the first time it was here. So in that case, it might be worth it to search Playbill's website for possibly a discount. Mm-hmm. I think the earliest that I've lined up for Rush was like 8 a.m., and that's not even that early. It's not. Um, and that was for Fun Home to get standing room tickets. The Hades Town standing room situation is kind of insane still. When I went in the summer, people were sleeping on the streets just to like potentially put their name in to get a maybe standing room ticket for the evening show. Wow. And like had been there at two o'clock in the morning. That stuff it's is not, not right. worth it's it not to me. <laughs> like, guys. But it is, again, not a bad thing to do for to rush a show because you start your day, you get your tickets, and you have the full day, and you do mm-hmm. not need to worry about waiting in line at TKTS for the potential that your show might not be on the boards. I think that's all that we have for our top New York tips. <laughs> Obviously, because we go so often... We are always looking for tips from other people. Mm-hmm. We will gladly accept them. Send them to us on our Twitter or on our Instagram or ask us for tips and we can try and help you out. Yeah. I love telling people about all of these things because mm-hmm. other than shows that we're like super interested in, like when I bought Moulin Rouge tickets a year in advance, mm-hmm. I tell people to never pay full price for theater tickets because mm-hmm. there are so many different ways yeah. to see a show that you want to see for a much cheaper price. That being said, it is now time for our Obsessions of the Week. So recently, I created a playlist on my phone. It's called Deep Angst Musicals. Oh my god. (laughs) And I just added a bunch of songs. Sometimes you're just in a mood for like depression, depression, depression. (laughs) And that was this playlist for me. I think it started when I saw like Bands Visit and Girl From North Country because like a lot of that went on there. But like, Bands Visit's not super angsty. Well, it's just like the vibe of them, <laughs> yeah. you know? There's nothing like super upbeat. It's just like a slow vibe. So it has like Dear Evan Hansen on it a little bit. It's got Spring Awakening. It's got Once. So the song I'm going to tell you all to listen to from my Deep Angst musicals playlist is Leave From Once. Now if you don't mind, leave Free yourself at the same time. Leave, leave. I don't understand. You've already gone. It is so angsty, Steve, because his voice is like so good. I love that song, and like that's the vibe of this playlist that I'm going for. Amazing. Um, also, like Alice by Heart is good on there. Yeah, like that's angst. Alice by Heart is a recent addition to my downloads, and all of the songs are really great. Angst, guys, angst. Mine is kind of the complete opposite. It's not (laughs) angsty at all. I recently found a podcast musical called Loveville High. Ooh. It was, I feel like the first episode was released January 2019, but... Last month, they actually did a few live performances of the songs. So it's a nine-episode podcast musical that's written by David Zelnick and music by Eric Svekar. And it's about people that are 
going to prom. <laughs> and I feel like this is why people don't really know about it because it was when the prom came out. So much prom. Yeah, there's so much prom. It sort of talks about their different storylines. On the website, it says, We especially wanted to show a group of kids whose inner lives are not always represented on stage and a variety of kinds of love, romantic love, friend love, sibling love, and even self-love. And it features some pretty amazing people. Isaac Powell, Haley Kilgore, Catherine Gallagher, Troy Iowata, Ali Stroker, and a bunch more. It's a really easy listen. It's only like 11 minutes for every single episode. Oh, really? That's so good. Yeah. Because sometimes the problem with podcasts... It's like a 90-minute musical. It's so good. No, sometimes the problem with podcast musicals is that you need to like sit down and listen to them all at once. That Groff one. The Groff one, I loved it, though. I never finished it because I never got to... Even though I recommended it to you because I never like (laughs) was able to like sit down and like listen to the full thing. Yeah. It's like 11-minute episodes. Like You can do that on your commute to work. No problem. Very interesting about this one is that it will be like two characters in each and there's only a couple that the characters sort of meet up um, my favorite episode is episode 8 because mm-hmm. it's Isaac Powell and Catherine Gallagher having a sibling relationship yes. which is amazing <laughs> but my favorite song is from episode 9 that Haley Kilgore sings and it's called When It's For Real it's to basically like close out the episode without any spoilers that your life doesn't end at high school, your life is just beginning. <laughs> Correct. And Prom is not the end all be all. Yeah, of your life. and like the people that you might be friends with or be in relationships then might not travel through your life with you, and that's okay. That all this and more is just before the getting and chasing and wanting and losing, the loving and holding and choosing the things you can have versus what is super fun and I recommend it to anybody that wants to listen to like super short couple songs and a storyline in a musical and all of these people sound really great like in headphones so (laughs) it's really good I do want to listen to the other podcast musical again and I feel like you need to finish it I know I do need to finish it what's it called 36 questions Groff's voice his vo- so pleasing. I love. I don't remember her name, but I love the girl's voice. On yeah, that. she's great too. Her voice is stunning. Yeah, I do need to finish it. I need to like sit down and like do chores and just listen to the whole thing yeah. start to finish. But yeah, I want there to be more podcast musicals because they're super interesting. And mm. to cut it up the way that this one did, I feel like is the right way to do it because. I listened to the entire thing on my way home from work one That's day. Great. Whereas, like, you could just put on an episode mm-hmm. whenever you feel like, and it's ten minutes. And it's yeah, not my a commute big deal. to work is ten minutes, so that would yeah, be one episode for the next nine days. Like, you can do it just every morning. But yeah, I think that wraps up our obsessions and also our New York tips. As we said, let us know any more tips for our New York trip in December. You can send us information on Instagram, on Twitter. You can also listen to our New York episode later this year. (laughs) It might actually be next Next year. year. We're not sure. We're going to do like a whole roundup of our New York trip and all of the shows that we see. But if you want to listen to us, you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. That includes Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Off2BWayPodcast. That's with a number two. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.